Hi, Jack. Hi, good afternoon. Welcome. Good morning. You're right, Sarah Tabar. I'm good, but you're not sounding as chirpy as usual. Well, I'll tell you what's happened. I'll tell you what's, what's happened. happened before before we get into the depth of the podcast, because I know that I'm going to leave this podcast and I'm going to be in a better mood because it always cheers me up. But you'll be happy as Larry. I'll be happy <laughs> as Larry. But it happened. It happened, Sarah Debar. I got the COVID. You got the COVID. So if you think I'm sounding a little bit COVIDy at any point, that's why I have had the COVID. But I survived. I isolated. Congrats and well done. And you know what I did during my isolation? What did you do? That is I did a lot of sleeping. I did a lot of that. <laughs> a lot of hydrating. I drank a lot of water. Yeah, I can imagine. And I also watched a lot of movies. Did you? They're good for the soul, aren't they? If you're feeling a little bit down in the dumps, which I was, I'm not going to lie, I was feeling a little bit sorry for myself. You know what it's like when you're ill, especially if you're man. <laughs> I mean, it was a little bit worse than man flu, but I spent I spent a lot of time watching movies. That is convenient, since we might as well talk about it today, especially with the Oscars coming up. It's like perfect timing. Anyway, on with the podcast. As you just told us, you spent your isolation period watching loads of movies do you have like a go-to movie for when you're feeling a bit down to kind of pick you back up again you know what it's it's a hard one with movies because i've got i've got my absolute favorites up there but i, I remember being sat there and i was like you know what i just want to watch and that there's one company that does it well for when you're feeling down in the dumps pixar of course right? I was I'm, gonna say. I'm a big kid <laughs> i absolutely love it but in particular i love Soul. Have you seen Soul? Is that one of the new ones? Because no, I haven't. (laughs) It is so, so good. The thing about Pixar is they're they're feel good, but they're also films that get you thinking and they kind of just, they just remind you that life is beautiful. Like I love Toy Story and I love Monsters, Inc. That's, That's what I was raised on. It was kind of like, that is my bread and butter. But this new movie, Soul, it was just... It was kind of, I was sat there and I was all kind of grumpy and I'm in my, I'm wearing my blanket and then you're watching this feel good film and I could feel my toes tingling and I was like, it just makes you feel alive. It's just, I don't know what it is. And, and have you seen Inside Out as well? Yes, I actually did. That's, that came out a few years ago, didn't it? Yeah. I that's... remember, yeah, I actually really like I didn't think, I don't know, it seemed a bit odd from what I remember. Like initially I was a bit like, what's this going to be? But, um, oh my God, I think I came out absolutely in love with it. But I can't remember what it was about. <laughs> Do you remember the numbskulls from the Beano? No. <laughs> no. Right, so the numbskulls from the Beano, there was like five of them, and okay. they lived inside someone's head, this character's head, whoever he was. And one controlled the, like, I think one controlled the eyes and one controlled the nose. So they all kind of, like, linked to the senses as well. Anyway, Inside Out is you've got these five characters, and they're all to do with your emotions. You've got yeah. Joy, which is perfect. That's That's kind of... The female equivalent of Larry, and you've got like yeah. sadness and anger. Oh yeah, that's starting to. I'm starting to remember like their little faces and um, those characters. I feel like I need to watch it again because I do remember loving it, and I'm also surprised at how deep it was. Like, because you kind of don't normally associate cartoons and animations with like a proper deep meaningful message but I feel like with Pixar movies they always do have this underlying yeah you know they get you they get you right in the feels and that's they what do. I love about it 
I love those underlining messages. The thing about Soul is I was watching it and it's like a cartoon version, okay? And I don't know if it's too early on in the podcast to say it. We'll do like a little fanfare and we can go, my favourite film alert. No, we won't do that. But <laughs> so this is my go-to feel-good movie. And I only watch it once a year. I watch it at Christmas. Do you know what it is, Sarah Tabar? It's a Wonderful Life. Is that what it's called? <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life. It is my favourite. Soul is like a Disney modern day version of It's a Wonderful Life. And It's a Wonderful Life is just such a feel-good film about happiness and kind of just appreciating what you've got. And, and we all know that happiness is about communities and giving to others and loved ones. And we, we've learned so much. I feel like we're we're on the cusp of Larry already, Sarah. But it's just that reminder. And I feel like when I watch something, like you watch it all the way through and you want things that are going to make you laugh. But I, the films that I love the most are the ones that make you think and you're watching something and then at the end you leave with a, a, a feel-good message and you're like, you know what, I am ready to seize the day. And it's like, I think especially at Christmas, if you look back and you reflect on the year and the highs and the lows of, every, especially last year, some of the lows, and you think about it and then you go, you know what, it truly is a wonderful life. And then <laughs> you hear the Christmas bells and, you know I mean, they start singing all Christmas songs and... I think I've spoke about Wonderful Life on uh, definitely on many, many different podcast episodes already. I think you I got it. there on the Christmas episode. But that is my that is my Jack's favourite film of the world. Of all time. Of all and time. And Soul reminded you of it. And Soul reminds me of it. Soul is the modern day equivalent, which means I have so much time and love for Soul. Anyway, Sarah Tabar. Big yeah. question. Let's do your fanfare. Bump lump What is your favourite? happiest go-to film of all time so i struggle choosing a favorite film because i feel like i'm quite easily entertained (laughs) and i kind of most films that are funny or happy like i'll probably enjoy them and like i'm not i feel like i'm not like that cultured on movies but when i think of like you know the ones that really fill me with just happiness and a bit of a nostalgic feeling it's like the, the films that I really grew up with and there's a few that just always, I don't know why, like I always just remembered them. Mrs. Doubtfire. Great I feel film. like that was a classic and if we're going on Pixar, Toy Story all the way, I'm absolutely obsessed with Toy Story and I feel like I've mentioned this before as well. I can't remember what episode it was but we've definitely talked about when I last went to Disneyland like two years ago. <laughs> And I met Buzz Lightyear and honestly, it was like a life highlight. I was so excited. Like, I don't know what came over me. It was like this inner child just took over and I was genuinely buzzing. What? Buzzing? We did that last time. Did well. I? <laughs> we're, we're just repeating ourselves. It's been a year of podcasts. We're just 360 recycling just ourselves. ourselves. That wasn't even intentional. So yeah, I would say probably Toy Story. If we're including Pixar. Um, and animations then Toy Story probably is up there I think Pixar definitely brings the happiness but you named a film there and I I would he's, he's on my list as well I've got a list in front of me of a couple of people a couple of films things like that and Robin Williams I think is one of the, the best actors for kind of yeah, feeling definitely. good yeah. after a film do you know what I mean because with Robin Williams there's a little bit of a like Jim Carrey Great comedic actor, like I, I love him to bits. He's very good, great actor. There's some brilliant ones out there, like you look at like Seth Rogen, yeah. and and do you know what I mean? All the super bad. But with Robin Williams, there there always seems to be like in a lot of his films, maybe not all of them, but 
Maybe not Flubber. But oh my God, Flubber, there seems to be like <laughs> I, I knew I was going to send you off topic I there. I love Flubber. But there seems to be like a lot of underlying messages. Yeah. And I definitely, and it's, it's probably something that he kind of had throughout his life as well. And obviously we know about Robin Williams and his kind of story. But there are a lot of kind of messages about happiness and stuff like that. When you watch kind of Mrs. Doubtfire or Patch Adams, great films. Yeah. That kind of. They all have this like underlying message and I was just when you said flub I then realized I think three of the staple films of my childhood that I always just like I just realized they all feature Robin Williams there was flubber that was honestly a classic Mrs. Doubtfire and Jumanji oh all three of them yeah as you said that I kind of realized Jumanji was another one that to me was just like a huge film that can I um can I give you a, a little like confession about Jumanji go on Hated it. Really? Growing up as a kid, I don't know. Don't know. I don't know if I found it scary. But I mean, I've, it is weird, and yeah, it is a bit scary. I'm surprised that I yeah, wasn't more freaked. It out wasn't really it. like the scary. Like I don't. You know, some people like, oh, I'm scared of clowns, or I'm scared of like mm. Furbies because I watched a film. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like people are like gremlins or something like that. People are scared of things based on things from their childhood. Yeah. Like and and I have my own fears, but they aren't from movies. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I'm scared of jumping because my dad said don't jump off a fireman's <laughs> pole when I was about seven years old. That's my fear. We won't get into that too deep now it's not a therapist uh, <laughs> session but there's nothing about films that have kind of, that's kind of instilled in me but i just don't really like i watched jumanji and i just I've, I've got a vision of like being at some like summer camp when i was like maybe eight or nine just moved to blackpool what and i'd gone to the ymca for this thing and they were like watching jumanji and i was just like i'm ready to go home now there was like well yeah but just stay and watch it for an hour i was like no not not into it, bored, whatever. See you yeah. later. Yeah, I mean, it's def- It's not one of the best ones, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'll make a little confession, and it's a bit of a weird one, but I am very funny when it comes to films. Like, <laughs> I once said something like, I don't really like films that I've not seen before, which is a ridiculous statement. I know you're pulling a face there. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit. But I like watching films that remind me or they give you that nostalgia, and I know, like, they're safe bets. Watching new films... Okay, I see what you like, mean. Like, um... I've got to be really into it or like really into the concept. Yeah. Me and my housemate, we watched The Zodiac a little while ago, which is one of these like thriller, three hour, three and a half hour thrillers. And it was like this like mystery to find out who the killer was. And then 10 minutes before the end, I just got up and he was like, where, where are you going? I was like, I'm, I'm going to bed. <laughs> like, There's 10 minutes left. You don't know who the killer is. I was like, I'm care. over it. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I was just like, yeah. I get like... you. I'm I'm often like that. I can't really be bothered to watch films unless, you know, I'm really, like, I don't actively choose to sit down and watch a film, I think, unless, like, a new film. Mm. Um, I always get into them once I do, you know, but I'm, I kind of know what you mean. It's the ones that you kind of know and give you that nostalgic feeling and, you know, you know that you enjoy watching yeah. that sometimes you feel a bit more inclined and I don't know if that's because of like more life in general when you know you've got like other things that you could be doing is it because of that like yeah. do you feel like it's a waste of time what do you think like I was gonna say that like, this generation especially like we, we've got access to everything at the, at the do you know what I mean mm. whereas in in the olden days I say they only had like two channels so now that we've got like access to watch <laughs> anything and everything and kind of 
why do we continue to just go back and watch the same films? I know there are film buffs that will, will kind of watch so many films, but if I sit there, yeah, I'd rather, like, if I'm going to go on Netflix and we're browsing, it's a nightmare with me, my housemate, and his girlfriend because we'll be like, right, I want to watch this and I want to watch like that. And yeah. then it's like, you can't choose. It's impossible. That's what it is. I was about to say, I think what it is is that there's just too much choice now and you don't even know where to begin and you don't know because there's so much there a lot of you know some of it is going to be kind of average or maybe not that great mm. and so and you don't know necessarily how to filter between like the films that are worth watching and the ones that aren't because there's just literally hundreds there for you and you like it's overwhelming like I just find it overwhelming like I never very rarely put Netflix on and sit and like try and find a film on there because I just find it too overwhelming and I don't really know what I want to watch. I pretty much just watch whatever's on TV because I don't I don't have to make that decision then because it's like just there. Yeah. Like I remember in uni, some of my housemates or friends would just spend like whole evenings just watching, you know, doing movie marathons, just like in their bedroom on their laptop because they don't have anything else. You know, uni life. Yeah. Just yeah. sit there with, like watching movies all day and I'm one. I just felt like I just get a bit bored i like i enjoy one film yeah um but i couldn't do like multiple i'd rather be out doing something or talking to people yeah but i guess it's kind of what mood you're in as well yeah i get that and movies bring such a kind of an essence of escapism and so many people love that and understand that definitely there's actually a lot of scientific evidence showing how movies affect our brains Researchers found that there are cells in our brain called mirror neurons which flare up when we watch others doing certain actions, which is partly why you may flinch when watching fight scenes in Rocky, for example. They may also help us relate to emotions, so when we see someone smiling in a movie, we're more likely to want to smile as well. Cinema therapy is also an actual thing, sometimes prescribed by therapists, because movies can change the way we think, feel, and ultimately how we deal with life. Watching a movie encourages emotional release, so even those who often have trouble expressing their emotions might find themselves laughing or crying during a film. And this release of emotions can have a cathartic effect, leaving you feeling quite happy at the end of a film. When I was at university, and obviously we had like our student loans coming in, everybody spent money on stupid things. I, for one, was one of them. I bought the whole collection pretty much on DVD. Remember, this was this was when Amazon was in its prime. Oh, hey. you like what I did there? <laughs> Amazon was in its prime, and you couldn't really get films online. Well, you could, but it was a bit funny. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, not now, yeah, like yeah, Netflix. Yeah. Mind you, there probably was, and I just didn't know. I remember, do you remember that look? That DVD service where they used to email you, no, they used to send you a DVD in the post. I was about to say, love, love film. film. I was just thinking about it because we used to do that. Crazy times. And then I bought on Amazon, like, the whole collection of two actors. One of them, like, was Robin Williams. So I watched all the Robin Williams films. Oh, wow. Great. The other one was Danny Dyer. What? <laughs> what possessed you to buy Danny I Dyer? I got so into Danny. I loved him as That's an actor. Hilarious. I loved Football Factory and... Layer cake and I can't. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know anything else that he's been in other than EastEnders. There's some. There's some shockingly. And there is bad something about stuff. him that I do. I do like. Yeah, I can imagine. It's that kind of London geezer, isn't it? Yeah, I do definitely. I'm a big fan of him. I just don't know if I'd go and watch his back catalogue. Uh, <laughs> um, we used to do Love Film, and it was definitely. It was something that. I guess it comes back to this thing that we talk about every time. Like it brought our family together because we'd all sit down to watch this movie that's come in the post. Um, and it was like a really cute kind of like, it became an event. It was like our monthly thing of, okay, what movie are we going to watch now? So it definitely has that 
um i think films do that as well like you know they do contribute in some ways to like bringing people together it's the same with like tv shows and stuff like that but it's one of the few things that you can kind of easily yeah. just do that from the comfort of your home like discover something new we watched a new one recently it was called peanut butter falcon i really liked that one i hated it did you yep what <laughs> i tell you why i hated it and, I, and you know what for anyone that's watched it they're, they're probably going, how did you hate it? It's such a feel-good film, isn't it? With Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It wasn't realistic, right? It wasn't realistic. The f- the, for anyone that's not watched it, I'm, I'm about to spoil it. It's, it's about... Spoiler alert. It's all about, like, and there's this lad and he kind of escapes from, like, a home and he's into his wrestling. I just thought it was just, just naff. And everyone else has said, it's a great film. It's a nice, feel-good film. And I said, no, I didn't think it was realistic. I just feel like that is the cynic in me sometimes, that I just go, you know what? Like, I know, there I am going, I know it was unrealistic, but, oh, have you seen that one about the... the Inside Out. Yeah, have you seen the little one about the, the cartoon one with all the emotions? Yeah, it's one of those. But the, I guess that's the difference. It's like, there's totally, you know, cartoon, unrealistic. It's obviously made up versus, like, it's still kind of based and set in the real world and mm. you know there's that slight like oh it could be real but it actually couldn't that i get what you mean there is that difference. yeah no it was all right I've, i think i'm just being a bit of a one of them a little bit of a grinch Do you know what also i when i was like trying to remember some of you know my favorite films or whatever i remembered this film another one that like really stuck out to me as a child but i couldn't remember for the life of me what it was called again what happened in it all i could remember from it was um, there was this young boy who dressed up as a devil for a party. But I was like desperately trying to remember what this film was. And I put that into Google and the film came up. I just Googled film where a child is dressed up as a devil at a party. And the first thing that came up was Problem Child. Did you ever watch that? Not a clue what you're talking about. I was just really surprised that it came up. And another one, Beethoven. Never seen it. What? Never <gasps> seen it. Oh, you have to. That's actually a classic. Do you, do you like dogs? I don't. I don't. Oh, no, I don't, don't dislike do dogs. I just don't really like Free Willy and things <gasps> like that. Just... That's my favourite film. <laughs> no, not for me. Free Willy was literally my favourite film ever. Oh, how can I forget? See, it's all the ones that I loved as a child. That other ones. Are you a cinema lover? Does the cinema bring you happiness? Yeah, I do enjoy the cinema. I'm not like a like I know. I know some of my friends absolutely love it. Like they'll go on their own. Oh, they just no. love the experience of going to the cinema, like, literally. But, like, I can't remember the last time I went. Um, but, I, you know, it is a fun event when you do go, you know, getting the popcorn and all of that. That's what I'm all about. It's, it's all about going, getting, like, the popcorn. It's and about drink. the food. No, yeah, it's all about the food. <laughs> not the uh, not the pick and mix, because the pick and mix will set you back a small mortgage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the prices are outrageous. We won't even, we'll pretend that isn't a, an issue. Do we think that is this, is the cinema going to die out eventually? Like, will people, like um, your friend was saying, when you pay like I don't know. $25 or whatever it is going to be, it's crazy money. If there's a family of four or five, it, it gets so expensive. Yeah. And these films are just, there's so, so many films these days, just bam, bang, on with the next one. There's another James Bond, then there's another. Mm. I can't keep up with it sometimes. So it's, it's one of those things in the modern world with films. I think sometimes it's better to just say, oh, I'm not going to watch anything. I'm just going to sit and read my book. Me and my friend, when we were younger, like teenagers, we went and saw a film, and I can't remember for the life of me actually what it was or what it was called, but it was one of those more indie films, and it was set maybe 30 years ago or something, but it was so dull. 
It's so boring. And I'm trying to remember if we left, we definitely left it, I think halfway. We definitely considered it. Because I remember being like, I was quite adamant on, because once I've started it, I'm like, well, I have hope. Like, I want this to be good. I want it to get good. I want something to happen. So I'd keep watching it in the hope that something would happen. And then it like mm. never does. And then you're just really disappointed. And I can't remember if we just like sneaked into a different screen to go and then watch something else. Maybe we didn't bother. See, it always baffles me when people like leave halfway through like a show or something. It's like, you've got to say you, you stuck through it. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? You, you, you said, right, I did it. I completed exactly. it. Is that not like part of the happiness? Like, okay, I got through it. <laughs> Even if it was bad, yeah, you kind of, you still take something away from it. That's just reminded me when um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Here we go. So I remember that came out. I left it halfway and it just looked really like hilarious. But it was only because I think a friend had just bought like a group of tickets. And I think I was meant to be going to a gig the same night. But I was like, well, I'll just come and leave halfway through. And I feel, I think I like left like right in the middle of a really raunchy scene. And then... <laughs> You just like you're offended, like a, yeah, like I just looked at like an offended. old nun. What would you say Larry's favorite film is? I think it's just something you know, light-hearted, funny, entertaining, like something silly. But then maybe he's like deeper than that. Do you know what I mean? Maybe he's looking for the more meaningful ones. But I can imagine him just absolutely loving like The Hangover, just something really stupid like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put something on the table. See what you think. Go Take on. it or leave it. It's, it's for sale if you want it. If you don't want it, we can put it back in the box. I'm going to say Will Smith in The Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, very, what's the word? Very apt. Very apt, that's the word. It's a very feel-good film. Is that, isn't that a sad one? Bit sad, but I'll, I'll tell you, before we leave, I'll tell you a little thing about sadness. I, I love the, the Buddhists that have a beautiful way of it, but how can we be happy if we never experience pain and suffering? And it, it's only when you kind of look and you've been like okay that's where I was and yeah. I think happiness is about reflection and growth and things like that so in order for Larry to be happy and enjoy his films he must have had to have walked out of some bad raunchy films in his time and in the same way that like the pursuit of happiness is like bittersweet but with the sadness comes the, the happiness yeah yeah I'm with you on that I think I think you've nailed it I feel like Larry would be the kind of guy that likes a little a little meaning. Yeah. He likes a funny film. He likes a bit of funny. But yeah, I think Larry's that kind of bloke. Thanks for listening. I'm Jack Frimston. I'm Sarah Tabar. And you've been listening to Who's Larry? Now, sticking with the theme of movies, Sarah Tabar, you, we are in for a treat next episode. Tell us what's going on. We absolutely are. As we mentioned, Oscars are coming up. We have the honour of being joined by Oscar-nominated actress, Shohre Agdashu. I'd love to hear you say that, Jack. <laughs> Shohre will shine a light on finding happiness in Hollywood and the ups and downs that come with working in the movie industry. She has starred in a huge range of movies from the funny ones, the sad ones, the sci-fi ones, literally everything. And The Simpsons. And The Simpsons, <laughs> of course. It was a beautiful conversation conversation and I can't wait for this one.